Hey, Wombats. <laughs> Wombat power, baby. Oh, my God. If you don't know what I'm talking about with this Wombat power thing. is First of all, we all like to belong to a group. There's strength in numbers, man. I think that's the way humans work. You know, whether it's a political group or you're a certain fan of a sports team. Like today, I'm wearing my... My bad news bears jersey. I hardly ever wear jerseys, but I, I put it on today for, for some reason. I'm feeling like part of a team today. The wombat. I need a wombat jersey. We need to make wombat jerseys. Now, if you're new to the show and you don't know what I'm talking about, you're going, what the fuck is all this wombat stuff? I jokingly was talking about how all these other podcasts and all these other shows always call their group of listeners a name. The virus, the, the mafia, the what, whatever you call yourselves. And I just threw a name out there. I, did, I just came up with it on the top of my head, live at the moment. Come on, let's be wombats. So then I decided, <laughs> let's see what, what wombats really are. And if we really want to be called wombats or not, this might be the biggest mistake of our lives, everybody. We do not want to send the world misinformation about who we are as a group <laughs> here at this podcast. Turns out the positive things of wombats that I was able to learn about, and I Googled them. Yeah, there's some other things that are like, you know, normal animal stuff, you know, like they eat their young or something. I don't know. Anyway. I don't think they do that. They're marsupials. They carry them around in their, their pouch. And their pouch is on the back of their body, by the way. I don't know how they get them out of there, but still. Uh, what I've learned about wombats, and this is why I'm very proud that I just threw a wombat out there. This is why I think this is the universe lining up for us, wombat nation. <laughs> wombats are adaptable. They adapt to all kinds of stuff. Don't we want to be that way? I know I do. We want to be that way. In fact, they're so adaptable, they shit in squares. And they take their shit, and that's how they make their house, in little squares. They're like little architects with their own poo. That's crazy adaptable right there. But here's my favorite thing about wombats. A group of wombats, you know how they do it, what is it? A group of dolphins is called a pod or whatever, you know. What is it? A, a group of crows is called a murder. I don't want that to be us. You want to know what a group of wombats is called? And how I think the universe is lining up for this, us on this one? A group of wombats is called a wisdom. It doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than that. They're mainly quiet. And if they're like confronted by people and they're, they're scared or they're backed them to a corner... These little things, these little rodent-y looking things, they can actually bowl a human over. This is what we all need in our life. We need more wombats in our life, more wombat power. So I'm proud to now accept. I know a lot of you said, can we reach out? Can we get a wombat shirt? Can you make a wombat shirt for Christ's sake? And I'm saying, well, let's see what these wombats are. After learning this, wombat shirts are a coming. And I'm going to proudly wear a wombat shirt. So that's awesome. So thank you so much for just going along with a joke. And it turns out it's not a joke. We are a wisdom, my, my friends. We are a wisdom. All right. 
on today's show, we are going to be talking about uh, a podcast that really got me thinking, kind of hurt me a little bit, but not really. I, it got me thinking more than anything else. And you know what? Sometimes you got to go through pain to get a little pleasure. It made me face a couple of ways I react. It made me face a couple of the ways that I might be treating people. And I'm going to be talking about that coming up here. Are you also one of those people that say, I wish I would have like me? I'm going to tell you why we need to stop that. That's also on today's podcast. But before we get going, well, the first thing, you know, we're going to talk about is there's something that I'm going to turn on to you right now. It's something that you could do today or at least start thinking about that could truly move your life forward. Let's get on with the Terry James show, shall we? I got something I want to share with you right now. Just kind of hit me. Anytime that I've been successful, I've always had a plan. I put together some sort of plan. Now, it's very important to realize that the plans always have to change. You don't know what's going to happen. A door's going to shut. Another one opens, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But you got to sit down and really formulate a plan to succeed in all areas of your life. Could be a career, could be whatever it is, relationship. I recently put together a plan for myself. And this is more of a, I thought of it as a code of conduct, but it's not really a code of conduct. This plan is something that I like to call my five non-negotiables. As you guys know, I put a lot of thought into these things, but it's true. These five non-negotiables. I started off by just putting them on my cell phone. Then I would look at them every single day. I would set timers for some of these things, reminders for some of these things to do. Pretty soon it started to become habit. I, I decided that I really wanted these things in my life because I felt like I was kind of straying a little bit from my focus, from what I really wanted to do in life. Sometimes I just thought, I don't really know what I want. I don't really know what I want to do. And it's okay. That's okay to not know what you want. But my five non-negotiables have been pretty solid for, I'd say, the past eight months. And I'd say maybe about three months into it, they became pretty much non-negotiable. I'm not going to change these. They seem to be working for me. Now, the first one is the one I'm having the most problem with. It's I want to every single day put aside some time of my day to have some sort of spiritual time. Now, a lot of people could say, you know, keep it prayed up. I kind of like that term, being prayed up. Now, I have a hard time with religion still right now because of social media. It's kind of ruined it for me. These people that put God is my number one reason to be alive and blah, 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 blah. They always say the most hateful things. They don't seem to be the type of people I personally want to hang around. I want to be around the people that live it. They don't have to tell everybody what they're doing. I don't want to have to tell you all the things that I'm doing. I want to live it. I always talk to my uh, radio partner about how I believe you got to lead by example. You can't tell somebody you want them to do one thing and then you do the exact opposite. So in my life, 
I really want to have some sort of spiritual time. And that's the problem I'm having with the most. Like I said, could be praying. In my case, I, I meditate. But I want that to turn into something more spiritual. So there's something I'm working on, something that I just really connect and feel like I've got something protecting me and guiding me. And I've got this whole thing behind me. There, my, my team of people, God, whoever it is, is going to support me 100% of the day, nonstop, 24-7. And I feel the presence. I want to feel that presence. I want to know that I have something there that's guiding me, whether it's universal law, which I tend to lead to, but I, I'm just having a problem with that, but I am doing something every single day to try to find what's the deepest, strongest thing for me. And, and I'll figure that out. That's my number one, number one, non-negotiable. My second non-negotiable is I need to do something physical every single day. It doesn't have to be a set workout, although I find that that's the best thing. I am learning right now what's going to be the best physical activity for a dude my age. I can't get out there and play you know, hoops anymore. Sure, I could go shoot around or whatever, but I'm not going to blow my knee out or my Achilles tendon just because I want I feel, want to feel like I'm 30 again. You know, I, I, I'm becoming more and more at grips and, and in tune and accepting of where I am in life. And that means chronologically speaking, okay? Doing something physical every single day. I got my watch, I get my steps in, I get my workout, I get my heart rate up for 45 minutes a day, says so right here. I hit these marks every single day. A lot of times, like I said, it's the gym. Sometimes it's a nice day in Seattle. This is a nice time to be here. So it's a lot of times it's just instead of driving over to the post office or whatever, I'm walking my ass over there. I'm doing it. I'm just getting out and doing things. Something physical every day. And I'm leaning towards now doing something challenging, something that I'm not really good at. So, and, and in that case, sometimes it means possibly risking yourself some sort of injury. I still like getting out there and doing things. I like getting sweaty and all that. But my number two, non-negotiable, it is, I, it is, I will do this every single freaking day as long as I'm not sick or something. The other one, and I started this off, this has become one of my most telling ones, I think. I started off by setting a reminder on my phone or my watch, and it would remind me every single hour at the top of the hour while I'm awake to take a couple of seconds to take a deep breath and feel gratitude. This one has really helped me a lot. I would do it every single hour. I, you know, I don't need to do it every hour. I thought that was maybe a little excessive, but I figured if I did it every hour, it would remind me to do it more and more and more. So now I'm probably taking three or four times a day. Well, something will catch my eye, a nice breeze, somebody smiling on the street, uh, getting a coffee, having enough money to buy a coffee, things like that. I really soak it in and I will find and seek out moments of gratitude every single day. These three things alone have really started to move my life forward. And not only that, just making me feel freaking alive again. But I said there were five, right? There are five. Another thing that's very important to me is Sherry. I want to show Sherry some sort of love every single day. 
And that doesn't mean, look, I love you. Hey, I love you. Although it could be, you know, it's grabbing her and holding her and hugging her and telling her how much I love her. It could be just, she's out working. She's got two jobs now. She gets home late. So, you know what? I clean the house. I do a lot of different things and she notices, but that's, that's a love thing. This is something that I'm not relying on her. I want to make life easier for her. So, and I do want to show her that I love her. I do want to get her little gifts. I do want to tell her how beautiful she looks. I do want to make sure that I'm saying that stuff and she knows throughout the day that I'm her man. That is number, what did I say? That's number four. The number four things of five things that are non-negotiables every single day I do this. And this is a one that I have a, had a, a hard time doing. I've been struggling with this because of going on vacation. And I, I will write this off. And I'm going to keep with my going on vacation thing. That when I go on vacation, when I go out to eat with friends, I'm going to eat anything I want. Doesn't mean I have to eat poorly. It doesn't mean I have to have one or two extra drinks or anything like that. It just means I'm free. I'm free of the stress of this type of thing. And I want to make them celebratory. So I figured, you know, in my little math and my little head, I figured that I have 21 meals a week. And if I eat good 85% of the time, if I make healthy choices 85% of the time, I'm going to shed weight. I'm going to be lighter. I'm going to be more focused. Uh, all of my vitals are going to be in, sh- in place. And it's absolutely true. This has worked for me. So 21 meals a week. And I have three meals where I just, throughout the week, doesn't matter what day it is. Usually for me, it's usually a Friday night, maybe a Saturday night, maybe a, a lunch that Sherry and I decide to go out and get or what have you. But that's just three out of 21 meals are anything goes, anything goes meals. That's 85% of the time that I am right around 85. Don't hit me with your math shit, okay? But it's about 85% of the time that I am doing the right thing. I'm making the right choice. And just doing that and knowing that you have those three meals throughout the day, it just kind of opens it up. It kind of makes you feel like you're in control of this bitch. It means I'm doing, I'm driving the train here. I'm doing this. So think about your own things, your own non-negotiables. I don't expect you to do any of the stuff that I'm doing, but I do think it's important for you to come up with your own non-negotiables. What are they? Are they to spend time with your children? Are they to be kinder to yourself. Are you somebody who beat the shit out of yourself? You know, look in the mirror every morning and go, you know what? I'm an all right person. I got this. You know, that type of stuff. You have to be very focused and you have to be very active in your own happiness. You have to decide that I'm going to do what it takes to have a great freaking day every day as much as I possibly can because God knows the universe is going to throw his problems. Sickness and death and sadness and, you know, not enough money and, and all those things. But if you have your own positive non-negotiables, write them down, give them a try, and let me know how they work for you. If you have those, you will quickly, and I mean quickly, see how they make your day that much better.
So I just finished listening to a podcast from our own Sarah B. Morgan, who works on the Lex and Terry show. For those of you who don't know, she's got a brand new podcast called the Sarah B. Show. And I highly suggest you check it out. She is facing a lot of her fears on this show, doing a show on her own, me knowing her personally, really exposing a lot, which is something she's never had a problem doing. She's an open book, very vulnerable. She is, in my opinion, one of the most true people, lover or hater, that you will ever encounter on radio or podcasting. She's really, really finding her own niche. And she did a show, her recent one that I just listened to. It was about mental health issues. It was really hard for me to listen to. Only, but I couldn't stop listening. <laughs> Only because I don't like seeing people in pain. I've never, I don't know many people who do. I don't even like seeing the people that I don't like in pain. I don't take great pride in any of that. I don't like seeing people in physical pain. I don't like seeing people in mental anguish. I don't like seeing people crying. I feel, my problem is I feel that I want to help right away and I'm just, I'm at a loss. I don't know how I can help, but I want to be over there to help somebody. And when you see a stranger in mental anguish, what do you do? You don't really know them. You don't know, you don't know what's really going on. Now, physical pain, I can... I can handle that a little better. I can come to terms with somebody who's in physical pain. They're going to recover. There's a process. There's a timeline. Oh, I sprained my ankle. Ice it. Elevate it. You're going to be fine in a couple of weeks. Walk on it. You'll, you'll rehab. Get it done. Boom. Timeline. You're back to good. You break a bone. You set it. You get, you get what I'm trying to say. But mentally, it's very hard for me to figure it out. And personally, I kind of lost it in the mental health issues with some others that I know and, and people that I, I've just, I feel that they're making it up. And I'm probably wrong in a lot of cases, but you know what? I might be right in quite a few cases. I feel like they, they just want the pill. I, you hear teenagers going, oh, my life is so horrible. I need some Xanax. You know, there's, I just have a, an issue with it. And I know that there are people that seriously need help and need the drugs and need the this and the that. But I'd be willing to bet if you did a, a test or some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of uh, whatever, put a test in the field. <laughs> I'd be right a majority of the time. So it's hard for me to come to grips when somebody's heart hurts. And I'd like to be more at it. I listen, I have my moments as well. I have my down moments. I have moments that I don't want to get out of bed. I have moments that I'm sad for no reason. I've had that throughout my life. My whole family has somewhat of a history of that. But I just look at it as, I'll get over it. And I usually do. I usually do. I don't think I need any drugs. I just think I need to figure it out. How hard is this? So she shed a, a whole new light for me on this. And, and Sarah, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you for, for doing that podcast. I know it wasn't an easy thing for you to do. You even told me on the air, 
this morning that I was in your mind at a lot of this. And I'm sad that I was in your mind for a lot of this, that you thought that I'd sit there and be judging. But I understand why you think so. And I could probably be better at this. I just don't know how to help. And that's where I'm lost. So for those of you that are hurting, I'm doing my best (laughs) to feel for you. You know, when you hurt yourself and you know, on the schoolyard, it's like rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. And in most cases, you're right. But mentally, the self-doubt, the different things that our mind could go down. Listen, I've gone down some spirals, like I've said. And maybe I'm luckier than most. Maybe it doesn't hit me as hard as most. But there are days, and my wife will tell you, there are days that she just says, you need to go out for a walk. You need to go for a drive. You need to be on your own. I don't treat her as kindly as I should, or I'm sad for no reason. I'm frustrated because things aren't going my way. And I think that's what a lot of mental health is. Things aren't going your way. How do you deal with it? So how do you, so maybe that's something that that I could work on as well. I, I just hope that you're getting the help you need. I'm hoping it's legit. I hope that you need it. I wouldn't get all drugged up for no reason whatsoever. That's just my own theory, my own way that I look at things. You could look at it differently. I'm not going to judge you. But seeing people in pain, seeing people in any kind of pain, like I said, mental anguish or physical pain, it hurts me. It hurts me to see them that way. I'm a people pleaser. And when I don't see people pleased, I start going, is it me? Is there something I could do? And that's, that could be, some people say that's a form of mental issues. Why would I care so much about others? My wife has actually told me this, that I'm too considerate if that's such a thing. I'll stand there holding a door open for people all day long. There's a lot of different things I'll do. I, if I see somebody else uncomfortable, I will leave. I'm the guy that'll go, I got to get out of here. You, obviously, you need some time. You know, it, I, it is really strange. And I don't know if I'm doing a, a service to them or a disservice. The truth is, maybe I feel too much. If I didn't feel so much for people's pain, I, uh, I think I'd get a lot more done. But I also think that would be make me a, uh, a lot less human. Are you like me? And you say, oh God, I wish I would have a lot. I wish I would have this. I wish I would have that. I wish I would have gone to this school instead of that one. I wish I would have moved here instead of there. I wish I would have never met that person. I wish I'd, you, the list goes on and on and on. This is something that I am really coming to terms with now with the wish I would have. So I'm going to start here and I'm starting to do much better with the wish I would have. I've had a lot of them lately by like, I wish I would have, um, or I wish social media would have been around when I was in my thirties. I would have been dominant when I looked better. I wish I wasn't as old now with all this, but you know what? I am where I am and I'm learning how to deal with my wish I would have. Now my regrets, that's a whole different story. I don't think I wish I would have are the same thing as a regret that you have. Cause Oh dear, I have some regrets. 
only in the regrets where I have done somebody wrong, unknowingly or even knowingly. I, those are, those are tough to deal with. I, I don't think I'm going to ever be, but I wish I would. See, look at this. I, I don't think I'm going to ever be one of those people that's going to be sitting on some sort of talk show being interviewed about how amazing their life is. And when they say, do you have any regrets? They inevitably say, I have no regrets. I wouldn't change a thing. And it's easy to say that when you've got bank, when you've reached the pinnacle of your success. So easy to say that. Quit acting like a fucking hero. You know, like I said, I've got, I've got some regrets and I do hope that what I'm doing now, eliminating the wish I would have in my life leads to a better way to handle the regrets that I have in my life. I do think that a lot of the regrets that I have in my life, I've, I've faced head on and, or was forced to face things head on. And I think I've dealt with it. I think I have turned into be a, a pretty good person and a pretty happy with that. I still have some wish I would have, and I'm trying to eliminate all of those, but I am where I am. We all are. We all are where we are today, right now. Every decision that we have made led up to where we are right now. If you're listening to this and you're just celebrating a big promotion, congratulations. What you did, your decisions that you made got you to where you are today. If you find yourself with no money, believe it or not, some of the decisions you made got you where you are today. If you're unhealthy, a lot of the decisions that you've made got you where you are today. I'm not talking about cancer or anything like that. I'm just saying that we are where we are right now. You, me, every single one of us right this very second are a product of the decisions that we have made. Knowing this, I think I'm just going to move forward. Just knowing that that's what it is and do my best to make better decisions. The wish I would have are a waste of time. What a waste of energy. You know, you do a wish I would have and then you, your mind goes back and all of a sudden, I wish I would have stayed doing stand-up comedy because I see a lot of my friends that I started doing stand-up comedy with, now they're very successful. Doesn't mean that I would have been. Doesn't mean I would have got on that sitcom or I would have done anything like that. Something held me back. I think it was fear. It was fear. Fear of money. I had a little fear of money going on. I wanted to make sure that I had a regular paycheck. I couldn't afford to not have a paycheck. I had no support system. I didn't have a family to fall back on. So you do what you got to do in the time that is presented to you. Cut yourself a little slack. Terry, I'm saying this for myself. Cut myself a little slack. You, 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 you cut yourself some slack right now. The wish I would have are a waste of time. Regrets, we'll get to that on another show.
I think we all have a love-hate relationship with social media. I know I do. I've talked about it many times on this podcast. In my own personal life, I get frustrated with social media. But I have to say, (laughs) I have to say, the more I think about it, the more I realize how valuable it truly can be. It's going to sound ass-kissy here. And it kind of is. I I need to kiss your ass. Your support through this whole process of this Terry James show has been absolutely amazing. I mean, it's it's been a treat. It's been a surprise. It's been beautiful. I have to say the wombat power is alive. (laughs) You guys are some of my most supportive friends. Think about it. The people that are close to you, your friends, your family members, they don't take time out of their day to say, hey, what you're saying and what you're doing, I truly appreciate you. They don't say that. They don't go, I'm going to go ahead and share your podcast with all of my friends. None of my friends do that. I don't expect them to do that. It's really strange. I, and I'm not trying to sound better than most people here, but I do my very best to support others. I have celebrity friends that I support. I share their stuff with the exception of just a couple. Very few of them return the favor. I know that my buddy Steve Sharippa who was on The Sopranos and uh, all that stuff. Steve goes out of his way to help me out. Frank Caliendo goes out and, you know, every once in a while shares some stuff. There's a few of those people, Jarrett from Bowling for Soup. There's a few people out there that have been out helpful, but very few, very few. And I don't expect my friends or family members to be my biggest cheerleaders. They know me the most. In their way, maybe their job they feel is to keep me humble. Maybe so. But I support everybody on my my radio show. Uh, I support all of you people. I do my best to share your stuff. But I got to say, you guys sharing my, my show, and I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the show grow. I got to say, you know, you truly are some of my most supportive friends. And I appreciate that. So I just wanted to take the second to let you know how grateful I am for you and how real it is. And that I, I noticed, I noticed. I don't know why friends and family members don't support all of our goals all the time. Say you want to be a jewelry artist or you want to get your real estate license or you want to change in this or you want to go back to school. You want to do something to further yourself. They're too worried. It's not that they're mean. It's not that they're, oh, I'm going to show him. I don't want him to succeed. It's that they're too into their own shit. And when you're on social media, that's what it's about. It's about sharing the love or the hate, or trolling, or whatever you choose to use social media for. I do my best to keep away from all of the the bullshit, but I do drag myself into it sometimes. But I just wanted to thank you how it's such a beautiful connection I'm, I'm noticing. And I'm hoping you're getting it back from me. I'm hoping that you get it back from me. We have a lot of talented people that listen to this show. Really talented people. 
I think you all should become friends. There has to be a way to do that. Start responding to the posts that I do on my Facebook page to one another about this podcast. Start getting to know one another. Let's start supporting each other a little more. I'm not asking you to support me more. I'm asking you guys to support one another and I will support you guys as well. I'll share your, your you know, I don't want to say, and Twitter, I'm just having a hard time with Twitter. But I, I do a lot of the sharing on uh, Instagram. I'll share your Instagram stories. I'll do whatever I can do to help you guys just because I feel it. I feel that we're in this co- together. I feel a connection. So thank you very much. Seriously, thank you, guys. So there you have it. Thank you so much for uh, being here for another Terry James show. This is show number 11. My favorite number, by the way. When we do Wombat jerseys, we'll make them all number 11. Even make it more special. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a very strong week. I still want to surprise you guys with a little live pop-up. That might happen this weekend. So follow me on Instagram or Facebook. I'll do it on one of those. In the meantime, I'm thinking of you. I'm cheering you on. If you're sending something on Facebook or you have a special skill or talent, and I see you, you're posting it, I'm sharing it. You guys are making my life. Thank you, guys. Let me make this music go away and be like a professional show here. Hold on. Got to time it to the end. So here's what you got to do, guys. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the Terry James Show.